Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Welcome to another AEW Dynamite review with your boys at the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. This is your little island of AEW in this week's sea of WWE and WrestleMania. Uh, you have a two-man booth today. You have myself, Ben Jackson, Big Tasty, and I'm joined as always, well as usually, by Aaron the Statman Sutcliffe. Hello, Aaron. How are you? Um, we're back. It's just us two again. <laughs> it is. Um, Jay has been... Oh, Jay, we're, 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 we're sort of rest. If, if, to use a football analogy, we're resting Jay for um, for WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, so he's fighting fit. Um, so we're, we're, it's a lot of two man shows this week. <laughs> so people don't die because there's a lot of wrestling. Um, and he was of, he was that tired earlier on that he just shaved like his beard. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that was like a cry for help or anything, but. Um, <laughs> Jay has cut a lot of his beard off, and I don't know why, because um, I've known him for a long time, and he's always had a beard, so that'd be interesting. And so, if you'd like to see um, beardless Jay, please do check out our WrestleMania live stream on Saturday night, um, where you'll be able to see what, in fact, he has done. Um, do, do make do have a little look at that. Um, right, we'll get straight into it, shall we? Because um, this was a kind of an odd episode of Dynamite. Obviously, it was up against. Um, the NXT Takeover Night One. It got absolutely hammered in the ratings. I, I seen the views. It, it wasn't that bad. It was like seven hundred and fifty to six eighty in so favour of NXT. It, considering that was a takeover, it was against. That's yeah, pretty damn fucking close. <laughs> um, a lot of people um, on the, the the sort of vibe on the internet seems to be that this was a bit of a weak show, but I quite enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. There was a lot of stuff happening. Um, I liked a lot of stuff on here um, which we'll go should we get right into yeah so we actually get we actually get a pre um, a pre intro video package very brief and it's showing um, obviously it's showing like an entourage like a big like police entourage pull up to the to the um, to Daly's place and I think you meant to I think you meant to think it's Mike Tyson because Tyson's on the show tonight but it's not it's the inner circle so they get out of some swanky cars and yeah inner circle here that's basically all there uh, all you get from it, it's about it's about five seconds long, isn't it? Wait, it's just... wait, was it not like cars like awkwardly driving different ways as well? Yeah, so yeah, they, they, sort of, they sort of like they sort of come in from different <laughs> sides of the camera, um, which is odd. I don't know how they um they must have they must have like different sign up programs that have gone different ways to get there, you know. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh. <laughs> someone was using Google Maps, someone was using a TomTom, you know. Jericho just said he knew the way anyway when he got lost, so it's you know. Um so then we open up the show proper. We have we're straight into a match. We have uh, Hangman Page and Max Caster. Um, Hangman's nameplate. Enjoyed Montero. Call me by your name. Do you know what that is, mate? I have not got a clue. It's a Lil Nas X song. It, it's oh, nice. is that the one that everyone's angry about because he, yeah. did, like, he did like Satan things? Yeah, it's that one. Right. Okay. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. I, I, I didn't like. I didn't hear the song, but I, I, I'm aware of the the outrage. Yeah, it's it's that song. Um, Max Caster's rap. Oh, I, I did enjoy. I, I enjoyed, <laughs> as, as I said to Troy on um on like um on our group chat the other day, I said this is like it's like SoundCloud tier shit rap, which I am absolutely here for. It makes it makes Crazy Town look like Biggie, basically. But but it's um, basically 
Hi, man, you're a changed man. You used to be a star and now you fade in. So he rang the man with in. It worked I mean, when he said it's, it. It's, it's a half rhyme. It depends on, it depends on like the, the sort of the, the sort of um, what's the, the word? Beat. They're the beat and like the, um, the cadence, I suppose. Yeah. Um, platinum, the flyest on the air, catches slipping like Joe Biden on the stairs. I liked that. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> so check your thought process. I'll make I'll I'll dance with the devil like Lil Nas X. So that's two Lil Nas X right I mean, they are, they're going like right for the pop culture, aren't they? Yeah. Like straight off the bat this week. <laughs> you you a one trick pony, treat me like a breathalyzer. Um I, I don't know what he was going for there. No, because at, at, at this point well at this point Anthony Bones gets up and um interrupts him and says that he can't say that on TNT. Yeah, I, I don't know what he was going for. Like uh, McMahon? Like, because he pat lets people away? I don't care. <laughs> you, I was reading too much into it. <laughs> are, you, are you doing a bit here or are you being serious? No, I'm genuinely being serious. I, I think you were saying, treat me like a breathalyzer and blow me, was going to be the line. Ah, right. Ah, see, that makes sense now, Casey. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Obviously, you can, you can beat a man bloody with um with a chair on TNT programming, but you can't imply fellatio. That's just no, beyond the pale. That, that, well, you can't okay. even mention it. They weren't even doing it. They were just talking about it. You know, I don't even know. I don't even know how they let Luke Gallows be on TV. If that's the case, to be fair, he doesn't actually say it on TV. It's no. only on BTE. <laughs> that's how he gets away with all, that. All the dick talks. On, you got to go get the BTE for the good dick talk. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a, it's a decent match. This. Um, I'm really getting into Max Castor as a singles wrestler. I think he's, I think he's doing really well. Obviously, his rapping helps a lot. Yeah. Like character work. He's stuff. a he's a character based wrestler. He's not yeah. you know he's not Bret Hart, but I like him. Uh, there's something about him. I like him. Yeah. Uh, Hangman obviously is. I, I, I mean, at this point, you can't even call him underrated. But like, I, I think I underrate him all the time. Like every time I see him, I always remember, oh shit, yeah, he's really good at wrestling. And then I forget again. And then like, I see another Hangman match. I'm like, oh no, shit, he is really good at wrestling. He can do everything. He can do like IR moonsaults. He can do like top rope shit. He can do chain wrestling. He can do like big power moves. You know, yeah. he's got he's got a lot of uh, a lot of strings on his bow. Like the the C's are like a hard hitter, like an impact fighter. But as you say, he does do insults and things. Like yeah, commentary and, and, and he, he can do like submission move. He can do submission wrestling. He can do mat wrestling. You know, he can do everything. He really can. I'm up for world champ. That's what I say. Well, we'll, we'll um, hopefully, <laughs> we know. Give it, give it, give it like eight months, maybe, and we'll see where we are. Um, so yeah, there was a. So I just want to highlight one one spot I really enjoyed, which was um, was it Hangman was going for the dead eye, was it? And yeah. Bowens tried to slide the boombox in. Aye, yeah. Um, to Castor and Hangman just like dropped him and like, inter- like intercepted it basically as it was coming in, which was which was pretty cool. Um, I enjoyed that. So like, they they still do a bit of heel work. And Bowens Bowens had a little bit more to do in this match. So he was involved in the, in the intro a bit, and he was like a bit more pre- pre- prevalent on the outside. It's good to see him back, by the way. You know, he'd been yeah. he'd been out dealing with an injury, and it's it's good to see him him make a return. Um. And then the, the, I really liked the the finish of this match as well. So it made Hangman look hella strong because he basically just beats up two guys and then wins. It was very fast paced the finish compared to the rest of the match. Yeah, the match the match was quite so Max Caster works. What I'd say was probably more of like a WWE style. It's very sort of methodical and and sort of it's not like that young bucks Phoenix you know fuck gravity thing they we have going on at some point. Um, 
which is fine. You know, not everyone has to be Ray Phoenix. It's it's completely acceptable. Not <laughs> everyone can. Help, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so the match finishes. Uh, Hangman's on the outside. He's looking for the butcher. I mean, I'm there thinking like Bowen's has to interfere here because he's still right next to him. And he does. He grabs his leg while uh, the ref's not looking. Um, and Hangman sort of like he misses the moment. He sort of kicks him away. Hits the hits the iron moonsault on the outside on Bowen's. Gets back up and just book shots uh, Caster anyway. He just yeah cleans his clock and uh, that's it. Hangman wins. Um, they they interestingly at the start of this match <clears throat> they pointed out that Hangman was number one ranked and Max Caster was number two ranked. Yeah, I didn't realize Max Caster was so far up. I think he's been uh, he's been pumping up the numbers on Dark by, dark. The, by the start of yeah. things. Yeah, he must have done because we've not really seen him on Dynamite. Um, who's the guy that Hangman passes a beer to at the end? Because he seems very on his own and. Yeah, so some random fan. So as Hangman leaves, he gets some page wisers, as they call them, and um, <laughs> just, that's not that, that's not becoming a thing. Don't, don't stop trying to make that a thing. That's rotten. <laughs> um, and he's he's sort of walking back up the way. It's the way um, Moxie normally comes out, isn't it? It's like up the yeah. to the left, um, up, up to the, the stage, yeah. And it's the opposite way of it. So you've got like Sue's entrance only on the right of the camera, and then you've got like Moxie's entrances on at the left of the camera, if you will, almost. So he's walking up that way, and yeah, he just sort of hands a beer to some random fan, and then just cheers them. But you say random, like, he, he looks quite, like, big and thick and muscly. Like, and he's just yeah, some and, guy with long hair. And they were, obviously, very... they were obviously allowed to approach Hangman without being, like, tackled by security. So... <laughs> like that other boy, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, well, like... um... Yeah, we'll see if that, if that becomes a thing. If Hangman has made a new friend, maybe. Um, well, we don't know. Like, he needs more, doesn't he? With fucking Dark Order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah, he's already got like you know, legitimately twelve people who, who are looking out for him. <laughs> um, so yeah, decent match. Hangman looked really strong in it. I thought you know they're doing a great job of just slowly and gradually building him as a solid like wrestler. And they focused on like on commentary a lot about how he's in a different headspace now and you know he's a lot better in the ring than he was like he had that malaise and he sort of come through the other side and he's sort, he's, of, building, he's sort of building his momentum back up he's found an actual group that looks out for him and stuff they usually say as well yeah it's like to be fair they did look out for him like the yeah. lead in the box but it's just more for the storyline but yeah i digress <laughs> um, so right next up we get Death Triangle in the ring for a little quick promo uh, except they don't need to do much because they are almost immediately interrupted by the best friends with the Pixies playing with Pixies yeah. again yeah, um, yeah. bit of in my mind love it um, I really like this so Orange Cassidy's doing the talking for some reason which is great and he brings up the, the sort of unresolved feud that they had from last year that we all just completely forgot about if you if, if you remember, it was it Revolution when Pack did a murder on Orange Cassidy. Well, it, it was Pack versus Orange, and it was an absolutely fantastic match. Yeah, if you have not seen it, go watch it. It was Orange Cassidy's first singles match. I think it was his first in-ring appearance, official yeah. ring appearance in AEW, wasn't it? Uh, and it yeah, wouldn't be far off. Yeah. It was. It's it was phenomenal. So good. Yep. Yeah, so uh, they bring that up. So there's gonna, uh, and they were saying about how. So my best friends were saying like they've got the best win record or they've got the most victories, sorry, you know, of all the tag teams in AW. Obviously, Death Triangle are the number one contenders. They've got the title shot, and so they basically they, they sort of implying that they want to they want a little match to to sort of decide who's the best team and whatnot. Which is I'm I'm fully down with this. Yeah, Set, about six man. Like just a just a quick thought. If um, oh. if obviously best friends have now officially added Chris Statlander to their group. Yeah. Does that mean Death Triangle might bring in a someone in maybe? 
Maybe a little. Uh, maybe Someone little, already there, or maybe a little Tia Trinidad or something like along those lines. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah. I I don't know if there's ratio, but does it? Fit or, we just, with or, or are we just going to have Alex? Are we just going to have Alex Abrahantes battering? <laughs> I mean, it's Chris, yeah, battered by Chris Statlander. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, we need Chris Statlander back in the ring. That's what we need. Yeah, it's great, it's great, and it's great to see her back as well. And uh, hopefully, best friends. Hopefully, they can have a really good twenty twenty one. Now, like Trent's back, he's all sorted. They're they hoping they can fire on all cylinders and and be one of the the top tag teams or top factions now in AEW as they are technically. Um, we get after this, we get my favorite part of the night when I've just written down in my notes. Jr. doesn't know what Godzilla versus Kong. Right, right. So Jr. has been fo- been on Twitter and he's following the trend. <laughs> Of Daniel Bryan memes, where he goes, it's been called Godzilla versus King Kong versus Kong. <laughs> Triple threat match, yeah. So, uh, if you haven't seen this, um, so one of the matches tonight is um, Bear Country versus Jurassic Express, and it's sponsored by Godzilla versus Kong, the the new film on HBO Max and in theaters now and etc. Um, and Jr. tried to pop, tried to plug it, and he got it horrendously wrong. So his his remedy for this was to then say Godzilla versus Kong about twelve times it's in the like, space of about a minute. It's like, do you know when you say something wrong and everyone's heard you, and you want to tell everyone that you know how to say it, so you continuously repeat it on like the stream or whatever. It's exactly <laughs> what's just happened. Yeah, he literally <laughs> says Godzilla versus Kong about nine times in thirty seconds. It's ridiculous. Um, and like he like Excalibur's like, yeah, mate, it's okay. We we know it's fine. Calm <laughs> <laughs> like, it down. The rest of them are trying to stop Jr. And Jr.'s like, no, you don't believe me. I know how to <laughs> I know it. what Godzilla vs. Kong is. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's uh, that was that was my personal little highlight of the night. <laughs> Jr. going for a loop. Um, right. So next up, um, we've got. Ooh, something that's quite exciting. We've got the Inner Circles make their return. Um, they actually made their return just before a break. And obviously, as we both watched on Fight in the U- over in the UK, we got a little, a nice little uh, bonus. So as the break was on, we got Sammy had his cue cards back. Yeah. Which was quite uh, nice. And basically, Jericho goes as well. 30 seconds before we are back, I'm going to get you to chant Inner Circles so that it makes us sound really popular. Yeah. Um... <laughs> This, so this was, and then so then Jericho basically he's um, he's gotten into Macho Man Randy Savage's private stash, and he just cuts a, a fucking monster promo. Yeah, um, just before we go into that actual promo, there's also a fan sign that says Wednesday Night Soul Survivor. Nice. Yeah, um, yeah. There was another so one. My, my favorite sign of the night was the one on the segment that said MJF, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Obviously, MGF last week got his head thrown into a very clean-looking toilet, I must say. But. Swirlied. V- very clean, but looked very blocked because the water was very high. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so yeah, Jericho just basically cuts this massive promo. It's sort of st- the sort of the, bait, the, the sort of theme of it is basically Jericho saying, can, can we be faces again now, please? Yeah. Um, I've are you going through a couple of lines, or do you? Uh, want no, me you can, to? I haven't written anything down. I've just. Uh, I, oh, I, I, I've, I've, 
I've got a few things. Uh, calls the pinnacle, the pineapple. Yes. I instantly thought of pineapple, Pete, for like. Jericho just, just got a, he's just he's just got a thing against pineapples, hasn't he? I mean, he's, he, you know, he's he, maybe he just hates SpongeBob. Maybe his kids watch it all the time, and he just had enough. <laughs> um, all the bad decisions were caused by MGF. I mean, MGF wasn't in the inner circle all the time. No, so we can't no. just blame MGF. They were like they were like a good twelve months there, where they were just go around battering people for no reason. <laughs> Exactly. Like when he blinded um, when he blinded Moxley, was that MGF's fault? Apparently so. <laughs> um, he was oranger than Cassidy and had more streaks on him than the toilet I stuck his head in. Making that reference to MGF's allegedly bad fake tan. Allegedly, mate. Did you not see it? <laughs> it wasn't the worst. It wasn't the worst fake tan with Ethan Knight. No, that is true. Um, I was wearing a scarf years ago, five years ago. If you grab a clipboard, you can make a list and have that one too. Nice little, uh, yeah. Nice reference little reference to some previous, um, yeah, some previous yeah. gimmicks. Which, um, if you remember, right back in the day, um, was it the first? Was it his match against um, Hangman when it was um, when he came out with all of his gimmicks and did like three different entrances? Yeah, which was really cool. I really enjoyed that. Was that not like the first big pay per view after um, Dynamite was? Possibly, it was. It was a big. It was a big pay per view match. I remember that. It was. I, I think it was the first um, full gear. Might sure yes, yeah, it might have been yeah. Yeah, um, calls Tully the third greatest horseman between Oli and I can't even remember who else it was. Yeah, someone, someone shit basically. Someone shit. So Arn isn't even the second greatest. <laughs> um. FTR are interchangeable. I mean, eh, it depends what you like. But I, I mean, he made that. he made he made a very fair point, which was they're a very good tag team. But he says he claimed he didn't know which one was which. Um, yeah, he mentions Spears calling Jericho for advice. Yeah, from when he was about to get sacked, or just after he got sacked. I think it was just after he got sacked. He also yeah, mocked his blonde mohawk as well, I believe. I mean, it's a shit mohawk. I mean, it, 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 it deserves it. Yeah, I mean that was that was fair game. Wardlow's so stupid, he can only count to 21. Think about it. He, 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 said, he, said, he asked to strip naked to count to 21. <laughs> oh, so, like, oh. I enjoyed that. that was, there's, some, there's some good dad. Like, I, I like like cool dad Jericho. It's like my, I think it's my favourite type of Jericho. Yeah. Uh, Pinnacle is going to be a human centipede, basically, with MJF at the back. Yeah, they're going to shove each other's heads up each other's asses. Um, and then at the very end of the promo, they mention... How on May the fifth we are getting blood and guts. Finally, finally, finally. Obviously, yep. obviously, it's not the elite versus inner circle. Well, no, because in, in the in the time since there now is no elite. There is no elite, so we'll take the pinnacle. <laughs> I think this will be. I think this will be a fun match. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Right, I'm looking forward to seeing an AEW War Games match. Yeah, like um, blood and guts, mate. Blood and guts. So, sorry, blood and guts, yeah. Um, just because the takeover ones are always the same shtick every year, basically, and you just get I'm good. I'm wondering to see if the AEW do anything different, basically. Yeah. That's all I'm wanting to see. I'd say that's fair enough. Yep. So then moving on, we get another promo. This time it's Christian being interviewed backstage. Christian and Cage. Christian Cage, sorry. He talks about... Um, 
he just basically puts over Kazarian a bit, doesn't he, and talks about like how he, you know, he, he took him all the way, um, how he's here to help wrestlers make le- wrestlers level up. He, you know, he's again, he just he just wants to, to work hard and, and put on great matches. And he's approached by Taz, who asks him to maybe think about joining Team Taz. I mean, he does say he'll think about it. Yeah, he, I mean, I'm Team sure Taz. Does, yeah. Don't forget, Team Taz is fine. Oh, they're perfectly fine. <laughs> and that's it. Taz, Taz says, "There's no, no rush." He said he's using his answer right away. He says, "Something to think about. You know, just have a think about it. See what you think." Yeah. And uh, yeah, give us well, an answer down the line. I, I think the obvious choice is he's not going to. Yeah, I think it's safe to you, say that he probably won't join Team Taz. He'll probably like start up a rivalry with Team Taz. A coalition, if you will. Or, or the <laughs> get me, get me Tyson Tomko. <laughs> we can't we can't have AJ. He's gone. He's in WWE now. <laughs> Let's get the just next Tom Get the next best thing. It's just it's just Tomko. <laughs> oh, this is a deep cut for you. <laughs> don't don't Google that, guys. If you don't know, don't, save, don't, save, save yourself. Don't giggle, Tomko. You don't want to know. <laughs> no, no one needs that. Um, right, so now, next up, we have the absolute hoss explosion that is the, Bear Country versus Jurassic Express. I really like the promo on this, by the way. Like before this, it was very produced, very finely produced. Yeah, very, very well done. Very hot, and I'll, I love a good promo, so I do. And I, I really, well, one thing that really impressed me was Bear Country got an entrance, and they came out last as well, which was quite cool. Um, yeah. Also, when they came out, there's a fan sign that says, I want to cuddle Bear Country. <laughs> <laughs> so Bear Country is the team of Bear Bronson and Bear Boulder. I like how they put the, they put the surname first, almost. So it's like, they're not like Bronson, yeah. Bear, and Boulder, Bear, they're Bear. Yeah, I, I like that. It makes them stand out a bit. Um, Bronson's the one with the long hair, I believe, and Boulder's the one with the short hair. Uh, there's a weight thing. Uh, Boulder is the long-haired one, I think, because Bronson's the... Uh... Short-haired one that's smaller. Ah, right, it's okay. There you go. I'm sure it is. But yeah, um, this match wasn't... It wasn't a technical masterpiece. There was some... Um, I mean, it wasn't going to be. If you no. were coming into this wanting a technical masterpiece, then you're a bit fucked. This was, as we are fond of saying, big meaty men slapping meat. And then in the middle of it all, Jungle Boy just running around like, 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 like his house is on fire. Just... Just to speed things up a bit, that jungle boy in there. <laughs> uh, no, no Marcus Stunt at ringside either. No, is is he injured or that? Um, I don't think so. Um, maybe he's getting that uh, tattoo removed that he had last week. Well, maybe. I I know GCW's this week and usually appears, but from what I've seen, I've seen the first three shows so far. He's not appeared in any, but no. As as a spring break hasn't happened yet. So. Yeah, he could. If he's gonna pop any, it'll be there. Yeah. Where... Um, yeah, so this match is is fine. It's um, I think it was it was a little sloppy, which I actually think is looking back at some of the spots. I think it was kind of on Luchasaurus. I think he was he's been a little he's been a little off the last like month or so. I think in the ring, he done it with Benoni on Dark as well, didn't he? Yeah, was it Dark or was it Dynamite? I think we spoke about it last week. I think it was Dynamite last week. Yeah, I think it was Dynamite. Um, yeah, but I think Bear Country did a they they they. they Got themselves over. I think they, they sort of set the stall out and, and sort of showed the dynamite audience what they are, which is you know a damn fine host tag team. Yeah, um, JR talking about them. Uh, Boulder is three hundred and thirty nine pounds. 
and Bronson is two hundred and sixty nine pounds. Bollocks! There is not an early, there is not like seventy pound difference between those two fellas. <laughs> Apparently, then. <laughs> uh, they, they look they look within like thirty pounds of each other. Easy, hey, mate. It's King Kong and it's just Kong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so it's a decent match. There's some big power moves. Um, Jungle Boy gets thrown around a lot. He does some 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 sort of zippy small guy things, and then the ending was kind of weird. Um, it, it was kind of abrupt ending. So it's sort of like Luchasaurus just hits a, a spin kick onto one of the country, and then a standing moon south, and that's it. It, it was a choke slam. Is it a joke slam? It was a choke slam, and then it was a moonsault for the, the win. The, yeah. the, Mes- the Mesozoic moonsault. They called it something like that. Yeah, it, it was some some Jurassic period terminology. I'm assuming it was, uh, uh, and it was, yeah, it was just a standing moonsault. It was. It, I mean, it was. It didn't bum me out. <clears throat> it was just a bit of a weird, um, bit of a weird. I mean, I suppose they can't really, they can't really do any like big flippy moves on Bear Country because they're fucking units. So what? What is Lichasaurus's finishing? I mean. I don't know. They, they, do they have they have a they have a tag team finish, don't they? Like Jurassic they Express. A, I can't even remember what it is, to be honest. No. Anyway. Anyway, Godzilla win. <laughs> team Godzilla win, which is great because I'm a big Godzilla fan, so you know, I'm happy with that. <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's why. Just team Godzilla all the way. <laughs> but yeah, I, I enjoyed what I saw of, of Bear Country and I'm I'm hoping hopefully we get to see more of them in the in the next coming weeks and months. Um because I think mean, they, they they can definitely add a, a different element to the tag team division, which is very high, pe- very fast paced normally. So, yeah, no, I'd agree with you. We need more horses, as you'd say, in the company. So big, big horse boys. Big, big horse um, boys. Yeah, we'll be getting them into TCCW as soon as we uh, as soon as we get the contracts over to them. <laughs> <laughs> right next up, we have another promo, and this is um, QT Marshall. And his crew, they call it. They call it themselves the Factory. So they're taking the nightmare out of Nightmare Factory. Just the Factory. And you can tell they do this because Nick Comaroto botches throwing a bucket of paint at the word nightmare on the on the yeah. side behind them. I, I, did, I didn't get that. Is that what happened? Was it a I, botch? I think, I think they were meant to like cover up the word nightmare, but he thought they just threw it all over the whole thing. Yeah, it just sort of went all over the wall and just. Trickled in, oh, I was like, yeah. So this this, this promo was in uh, QT's gym, which is called the Nightmare Factory, and they were talking about. It was a really cool promo. We caught actually. He was saying like how Cody was this like insecure, like he, him and Dustin were never good enough. They were never main eventers. So when they got released by like the big leagues, they sort of surrounded themselves with, in his words, vanilla midgets and like you know lesser guys, so they seemed more important. And yeah, I thought it was it was a he, he again. He's he's making a good point badly, which is like sort of the essence of a really good bad guy. Yeah. No, like, the way this has worked out, obviously, we thought we were just getting, like, a split up of QT and Dustin, but things seem to have just definitely escalated with a new faction. And Yeah, and I, actually, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, like, seeing some character work from, from Solo and from Komarotho, and, and New Gogo looks like he's ready to yeah. go. Like, he's he's got charisma out his ass. And, yeah, it's not even, like, um, like it's, it's not to say anything bad about Dustin, but Cody is now a part of this rivalry, yeah. So that's just boosted it right. It's, it's taken. It's, it's taken. It means it's going to probably get a pay per view match. Where is it probably yeah. didn't previously? Exactly. Like just Cody being in that this storyline is going to help. Like Ogogo Solo and whatever the other guy's name was, Camarero or Camarero. 
Yeah, uh, if one if one of them gets even if even if like a go go goes ten minutes with Cody and loses, it's going to do wonders for him. Exactly. Like you know, that's all you need. So. So yeah, I'm really interested in in sort of seeing where they take these new guys. Um, it's really nice that they're able to. I mean, we've we've been waiting for a Gogo to to make his debut for like almost a year now. Haven't we? You know, he's been teasing it on social media that he's been training, and he looks like I said, he looks he looks like absolute money. He looks like a million bucks. Well, just just watch Cody be an absolute arsehole and be like, oh, blood and guts. Just because they've got a match, I want one day. <laughs> <laughs> Like we just get two in the same night. Another bloody good match between the, between the factory and the nightmare family. Uh, and speaking of the factory, just before we move on, um, they they released a new they released the t shirt and it looks absolutely lit. Have you seen it? No, I haven't actually. It looks it looks no. real nice. It's just like a really simple logo, but it's re- I think it's really effective. Um, seeing how awful the nightmare the nightmare family logo is, I think they did a really good job on the factory one. Um, that was really good. Um, so it's it's that time of the week again. We have another. Sting interview with Tony Schiavone. It's Sting. <laughs> I think I think at this point he's contractually obliged obliged to shout it at least once every seven days. I, I think he has to say it once every seven <laughs> oh, he, days. He gets fined. <laughs> <laughs> so Sting comes out to 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 talk about. I mean, I don't know what the fuck he's got to talk about at this point because he hasn't done anything for like three weeks. So. <laughs> He seems to just keep coming out, doesn't he? And just not even get a word in usually because someone keeps interrupting him. <laughs> yeah, so this time, once again, we get Jake Roberts and Lance Archer out for interrupting. Uh, interestingly, during the segment, they keep cutting up to the stands and Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky are there sort of like pointing and laughing, basically. And right, the, the way they should have worked this, they should have had them just like in the shadow, not a massive spotlight on them. <laughs> Yeah. But then, at the same time, how would you see what they're doing? But it just, it feels a bit forced that the spotlight is on them. But So obviously this is like, this is I don't know if they're going to come together with Lance Archer maybe into a faction or a group, or whether it's just, they're just showing like these are a collection of sort of heelish individuals who feel like they're being overlooked. And like they're gonna maybe take matters into their own hands. That's very much obviously. So anyway, so Lance Archer comes out, and it's the same old like how it's his time. He you know, and he talks about how he was in the main events and he was challenged for the world title, and then he got then he wasn't he got took off TV and he didn't have he didn't have an angle he didn't have a match, and then Sting basically takes the mic off him and says, "Well, you know, focus and become that be a main event guy. If you yeah. want to be a main event guy, just do it." <laughs> you know, he, he kind of puts him over a bit, doesn't he? Which is um... yeah, because the way it works is Archer complains about Sting taking his time and how it's his spotlight. If Sting just goes, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. You should be in the spotlight. You should be having this time. But what happened to you? Where have you been? <laughs> yeah, what are you it's doing? It's like oh. Make it. He's like, you know, basically saying if you if you want it, come and take it. Basically, yeah. When, when Sting when Sting agreed to him, I was like, wait, what? what what's <laughs> happening here? <laughs> I think they finally realised they can't book Lance Archer and Sting, or Sting will die. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they need to spin this on its head a bit. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of speaking of Sting and Sting adjacent sort of angles, we we have a very quick cut to Team Taz where everything is absolutely fine. Everything's fine. Um, um, they, so they, they spin a different way here. So um, based on what happened this week, it's almost looking a bit like now it might be Ricky Starks who's out of favour with Team Taz. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? I mean, to be fair, this is the best way they can do it, is like have us go in, oh, which one is it? Yeah, because obviously... That's the best way to do it. Two, two three weeks ago, all, all the signs are pointing to Brian Cage being the one who's going to split. Now all of a sudden, Ricky Starks is the one who's pissing everybody off. 
Yeah, it's the best way to do it because it keeps us intrigued, basically. Yeah, and maybe it might even end up with no one leaving. You don't know. You could, you there know, you it could, this could all be a smoke and mirrors. So yes, that was cool. That was that was fun. It was it was very brief. Um, Will Hobbs had like what looked like swimming shorts on. Maybe he was going for a little dip <laughs> afterwards. Power through. Uh, then we have. Oh, this was a bit of an unexpected treat. Um, I know. Right in the middle of the show, we have Darby Allen versus JD Drake in a TNT title match. Um, Dar- Darby wasn't expecting to have that good a fight. So he just comes up and is. Comes out in a casual hoodie, yeah. just in his entrance. <laughs> well, JD Drake doesn't get an entrance; he's just in the ring, um, which is a bit of a disservice to JD Drake. He, he puts on a fine show in this match. Yeah, like there's a couple of things that get said by commentary as well, like about him, which is strange but also very good. <laughs> like before you go in the match, we'll, we'll say right, Jr. decides to go big, thick hands, not exotic, but he's bringing what brought him. And then obviously he's referenced to the dance. Yeah. So that's what he meant. It's like, that is a good line, JR, especially after your fuck up earlier. <laughs> I think he got, he got back on track. I think, yeah, the show and JR both got back on track very much. This is the match. This is the match where, like, business picked up, I think, from here onwards. Um, I got mad. Um, Eddie Kingston versus Cody Rhodes vibes from this match. I mean, it was very speed versus just not even strength, just. Just Drawing. nastiness. In clover in the show, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Darby's doing all his, his, like, using all of his speed and agility, and uh, JD Drake's just beating shit out of him whenever he catches it, basically, which is really nice. There's a really cool, they go outside quite a bit, and there was a really cool little segment where JD Drake just threw, on the outside, just throws Darby into the ropes, and he just comes back, and he bounces off, he just smacks the shit out of him. He's, he's got a fair chop on him. It's not quite Walter levels, but it's up there. Yeah. It's big thick hands, mate. <laughs> Dom, to, give to obvious credit, like he he sold his shit out for this for, for Drake. He made him look, he made him like a real star. I, I enjoy Darby's selling. Like he he's very very good at it. We also had um, at this point on the outside, we had um, Ryan Nemeth and Cesar Benoni. the Hollywood hunk himself. Uh, Ryan Nemeth tries to get involved at some point, um, then Sting appears and. Basically, shakes the bath at Ryan Nemeth, who has who wants literally no part of this and just does an actual run. Does he not just like tap his shoulder or something when he's not looking behind him? <laughs> yeah. He just turns around and he makes a runner. Oh, it's so good. Ryan Nemeth, it's, it's weird. Like, so I don't, I, I sort of, I sort of talked down on Ryan Nemeth a few weeks ago when he wrestled Moxley, I think it was, or it might have been the week before. It, it, it was Moxley, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. And he doesn't do a great deal for me in the ring. But I love him. It's just like a dickhead on the outside. Yeah, it's like obviously he gets a lot of slack as well for being someone's brother. Yeah, but and it's a very similar characters as well. But yeah, but I I, I really like him as like the the sort of guy on the outside who you just want to see get bad. Yeah, that, that's how <laughs> it should be. That's exactly how. You, like, don't even have him fighting that much. Just be like that sporadic guy that's BJ. JD Drake the fighter, and Nemeth just the showboat just outside going ah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 but um yeah JD I mean JD Drake looked he looked great I really really enjoyed him in this match he was he was everything I like and you could you can always tell when um when JR commentates on someone who he really enjoys and he, he was having a really good time with this one as well I feel yeah uh, see see JR when he forgets that he's fucked up and tries to cover it he does pretty well on commentary. <laughs> 
Yeah, so um, JD Drake, so obviously this is the TNT title match. None of us were expecting Drake to, to do anything here. He, however, at one point he hit a cannonball and then a corner splash, and he got a really close two count. Uh, yeah, like the match itself is just there was a, it was very fast paced. There wasn't too many high spots, but it was very. It was almost like Derby just had to like, you had to just get get enough distance to sort of get a run up and get a bit of momentum. And like Drake yeah. was just kept. Drake just had the had he had like the, the ability to just ground him all the time and like sort of you know take him down, hurt him, and, and yeah. Uh, match ends when Drake goes for a topper of moonsault, a beautiful topper of moonsault by the way. It was beautiful form. However, he, he he caught nothing with it, misses it. Derby gets up, hits a top rope code red. Yeah. Which was ridiculous. Yeah, and then he, he he goes to the other corner and hits the coffin drop and picks up the win. Um, yeah, I, this was this was uh, spoiler. This was probably my match of the night. It's so far on the show. Like we obviously we're a bit delayed on this review. Yeah, like days wise, we we we've not seen it in two days now. This yeah, two days, and I've forgotten a lot of this show until I read my notes. So far. This is like the match of the night. I can't remember what's happened until I turn over the page. But <laughs> there, was, there was at least there was there was one. There were two other matches that were pretty good. But this yeah. was this was my favorite. Um, I really liked the dynamic between Darby and Drake. Um, I, I like Drake sort of like simply very very Tazish way of like you just hurt you. You're just you're just gonna hurt you. That's all he wants to do. You yeah, know, he's a brawler. He, you know, he, he can do moves, but you know, he's just gonna do things that hurt. Basically, he's gonna throw you into things. He's gonna hit you. He's gonna throw himself at you. Yeah, it's it's fine. And more of that, please. More more JD Drake, please. Let's uh, let's ha- with with his dickhead sidekick Ryan Nemeth. He's dickhead. No, not even as a tag team. Just him as a sidekick on the side. <laughs> yeah, just as his Jimmy Hart. <laughs> oh. Uh, so then, post match, we have so Darby, Darby wins. He goes up to the ramp to celebrate by the, uh, by the entrance ramp, and the butcher and the blade come out and just annihilate him. You see, come out. We didn't even see them come out. We just seen butcher run him over. The butcher, the butcher just like teleports <laughs> basically like, into Darby <laughs> Allen and just fucking cleans him out. Fucking hell! Like it was then, a clo- it was a close up of Darby, and then next thing you know, butcher was on the screen on his own. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh okay. <laughs> Yeah, um, obviously this is a Matt Hardy. So Matt Hardy sort of working his way into a, into a title shot with Derby. Obviously Butcher and Blade have come out to sort of sopping him up. Um, as this is happening, uh, the bunny is screaming over at the comedy table for them to clear the table. Yawn. <laughs> but she she wants she wants them to go through the table basically. She wants to, yeah. uh, which is we, we we've never seen anyone go through the um, the dynamite comedy table, have we? It's never happened. Uh, I don't think so, actually. No. It's all the way up, and it's it. all the way up on the ramp. Yeah. It? it's kind of in a weird place. Um, so obviously, as they're sort of sort of prepping Derby for for table violence, the Dark Order come out and make the save, and then as it's sort of like they all sort of square off, and then Ty Conti just annihilates the bunny. She just runs right in there. And... Yeah. So the bunny's still squealing at the commentary, and then turns around and realizes all of the Dark Order are just staring at her, and then Connie just. Through the, through the dark order, you didn't even see her. Just yeah. through the crowd, just runs at her. It's like, oh, okay, right. <laughs> this will be next then. <laughs> but it is, but they, but they all go back to the back because we have some promos first. So that yeah. happens, and then they all leave, and then they all come back out. Because um, next up, because we go back to the ring in a second. So we have um, we have Chris Jericho getting an interviewed backstage by Alex Marvez. 
uh, before he can really say anything, the pinnacle just appear and like grab him and beat him up, drag him to the ring, beat him up a bit more. We cut to the inner circle's dressing room. The door's been barred, so they're they're trapped in there and like they're trying to break the door. Like they are literally, yeah. To quote Chris Jericho, breaking the door down this time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> bit of off a cup there, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's, it's, it's go with it. It's fine. Um, so they're, they're sort of like smashing out the door. Uh, Jericho is getting the absolute pissed on out of him, and then all of a sudden, Mike Tyson's Mike. Well, one, Mike Tyson has music, and two, Mike Tyson's music hits. Mike, Mike Tyson like sings his own music. I think. Really? Oh, awesome! It it sounds very Mike Tyson esque. Whoever's yeah. rapping on his music, you know, with that lisp and stuff, and also he appears and struggles to take his top off again. Yeah, his Mike Tyson's t-shirt <laughs> once again goes to the business for itself. <laughs> he gets in the ring and he's, he just he just throws hands basically doesn't he um, everyone sort of bails out the ring except for Sean Spears who has the um, the unenviable position of taking about 25 punches in the stomach off Tyson I'm sorry it's 6v1 yeah but he's, mate, he's a professional boxer he hits people for he gets paid to hit people for real he was, he was like a professional boxer how many years ago now his last bout, he couldn't even finish because he was too old, and so was his opponent. Isn't he they like to just he, have a little? Isn't he coming back? Home? But that's what I'm saying. His last match happened. Yeah, but, yeah, but isn't, he, isn't, he, isn't he having it on? He's like he's like getting yeah. himself back into shape. It's not the whole point. Um, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, so the inner circle, and then the inner circle come out as well afterwards and, and sort of make the make the save. And Jericho and Tyson uh, shake hands, and then they hug, and yeah, all well stem. Pinnacle are running away, having a strop, and MJF is lobbing chairs that way, basically. So then, didn't they announce after this that next week is it next week or is it Tyson is doing something? It's yeah, it's Jericho versus someone. Spears is it? I, I'd assume it would be Spears out of anyone anyway. He's the he's like the first level boss, isn't he? You know the one that you can yeah. batter. It's it's Jericho. I can't remember. I can't remember the deal. I should really look this up. It's Jericho versus somebody from the Pinnacle. And they're having one member at ringside. So Jericho's got Sammy, I think. Yeah. And someone else is. Oh no, is it Jericho? It's one of it's one of the FTR, I think, and the other ones at ringside, maybe. Well, maybe. Uh, but it's so uh, they're having a singles match next week. So it's Jericho versus I think it's one of FTR, and Mike Tyson is going to be the special guest enforcer. That seems a bit one-sided on the wrong way. Well, no, because he's the face. He's there to make sure there's no shenanigans, isn't he? So, uh, okay. But yeah, and um, shades of Jesse Ventura in the first pay per view match I ever watched, the pay per view main event I ever watched when he was special guest enforcer in the Triple Threat with um, Mick Foley, Triple H, and Austin. Summer Sam ninety nine first pay per view I yeah. ever saw. Um, so yeah, so shades of that. I'm mean, looking forward to that. More Mike Tyson, which is, oh, it's you know, it's, it, I mean, it doesn't really do a great deal for me, but it's, it's eyes on the yeah. time, isn't it? He's, he's, well, he's, he's name value. More Mike Tyson because I mean he didn't do much there, so no, <laughs> no. So yeah, so that's so obviously I think it's I think this is going to build towards I think Mike Tyson's going to be involved in some capacity in Blood and Guts. I think that's what they're sort of building up towards. It's five on five already, isn't it? Yeah, but I think he'll be like the special guest referee or something, or, or just around around the cage. Or just, or just yeah, because yeah, I think like yeah. you say, just the enforcer or the timekeeper yeah. or something. You, know, you can fall asleep at the the timekeeper's bell again, Carney. You know, like you did <laughs> in the Cody match. 
he doesn't have a belt to hold this time, so <laughs> the camera doesn't necessarily need to be on him. <laughs> True. Uh, right, so next up, we get another really cool Britt Baker promo. Um, so she talks about how she's not ranked number one because, you know, it's based on wins and losses and Britt Baker and Thunder Rose has been pumping the numbers up on Dark and Dark Elevation. And that's really cool how they do this promo. They sort of use it as a way to, to put over the other shows by Britt Baker saying, well, I'm going to go and wrestle on these shows now because I want to pump my numbers up. So if you want to come and see me win. So Britt Baker talks about how like she was, she like broke all these records for the women's division. She got it pushed, you know, she got all the coverage with the, with the women's, with the unsanctioned match with Rosa and that didn't do anything for her rankings. She doesn't get the title shots. So she's going to go and basically clobber all the jobbers on dark. Yeah. Right. So Baker dictates the rankings should be based on star power, merch sales and demographs. So WWE logic then? Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, the, the John Cena system. Yes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's, 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 and it does a really good job of sort of like making the Dynamite audience aware of these other shows, and like she sort of gets a bit of um, excitement. She's saying, "Oh, well, I'm going to be on these shows now, and I'm going to batter all these all these women, and I'm gonna, you're going to see me rise to the top of the card, which is which is great. I think it's it's a good way to get her carry on as a heel and also do a bit of sneaky promotion for the um, there are other shows. Um, so then we'll stick with the women because we have uh, the Bunny versus Ty Conti in a match which was... I didn't know what to expect going into this and it really pleasantly surprised me. Uh, Conti is slowly becoming over Shida, my favourite AEW women wrestler. She is. She's up there. She's I mean, almost there. Her rate of improvement is exponential. It's It's ridiculous how good she's gotten so quickly. See, see what happens when she gets time to do things. Like, in, like in the in this match, like obviously she's great. Her offense is great. You know, her, she, she she's got like that martial arts background. But in this match, I think it was her selling that really impressed me. Yeah, there was a there was a moment where like she got she, she took a kick from the bunny and she just sort of like did a, a sit down bump, like fell fell straight backwards and sat down, and it looked really cool and effective. And like it made it made the bunny look. I mean, I'm, I, I know Ali is a decent wrestler. I've, I've seen her on Impact. Um, I don't think she's really had a chance to show what she can do in AEW so far. I don't think she's probably at 100% in ring ability at the moment because she's been out for a long time, not wrestling. But I Our think... last thing would have been getting summoned to the fucking demon realm or whatever. Well, she was. had the she had the um, she had the tag team run with Brandy, didn't she? Yeah, briefly. But apart from that, she's not really wrestled that much in AEW. Um, but I think I don't know if obviously Ty. I think Ty's. Is incredibly. I don't even know she's underrated at this point because everyone thinks she's brilliant. Yeah, she, um, yeah. It's only four years she's been in the business. Yeah, as well. It's mental. Um, but she may. I don't know. I don't know how much of this was the bunny getting better or how much of it was Ty making her look really good. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of um, actual big moves here, and as you say, like there was a pump kick in the corner from from Ty. From Ty to Ali, which was right in the corner in the turnbuckle. So Ali couldn't, e- or Bunny couldn't even fall back. Yeah. So she just basically had to stand there and take a kick to the face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, so obviously, the, this, so there was a lot of a lot of um, personnel around the ring for this as well. So you had like, the Butcher and the Blade and Matt Hardy out for um for the bunny and you had the whole dark order basically for for Ty and Sheeta was there as well. 
I've got an issue with Shira coming out, right? Fair enough, she came out. She came out the same time as the Dark Order on the ramp, right? Because it was at that same point. No one mentioned she does there until seven minutes into the match starting. <laughs> Like, I mean, <laughs> you can kind of see her sort of floating around, couldn't you? She, she wasn't, she wasn't trying to draw any attention to herself. She was just like sort of keep, she just like keeping herself to herself, like spectating. And it's a fascinating um, dynamic, the building between Ty and Sheeta as well, because they've got this sort of like respectful friendship, and they're helping each other out. But at the same time, Ty is the number one ranked challenger for her belt. So and obviously, she don't know that. Obviously, at, she's there. at some point, it's business yeah. time, and it's got to get serious, and they're going to have to do a big fight. Oh, I can't wait for that. I mean, if they see, could... see when they have that fight, whoever wins, will that just be my number one? Can I just do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you want. I've, oh, I mean, could, could they? I mean, could could they put the belt on tie? I mean, she does had the belt for that long now, so mm. it could happen. I mean, you you think it's destined to go to Brit, don't you? But she doesn't need it. No. <laughs> it's the same with Nyla Rose. She. She's already had the title. She doesn't necessarily need it. Yeah. Obviously, Britt's not had the title yet. But again, she could. She is possibly bigger than. Well, Britt. Britt's a Brit's a made woman in AW now yeah, because of exactly. because of that because of that unsanctioned match. She's good forever now. Exactly. <clears throat> like you know, she'll she can live off that for the rest of her her AW career. Um. Yeah. So anyway, so back to the match. Um. Interestingly, um, Bunny kicks out of the Taiko. Yeah, also from Bunny, there was a lot of submission ha- happening from Bunny as well. Yeah. It was strange to see. I don't recall her ever being a submission person in Impact. I couldn't really remember, to be honest. Yeah, um, like, she doesn't have memorable matches or anything, but I can't remember. All I, all I really remember is that the whole Rosemary thing, the whole Rosemary yeah. storyline. When she got killed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a really good match. Uh, Ty won. Ty wins the DD tie, which is the Hamlock DDT, which looks great. Um, and yeah, she, Ty Conti's. I mean, the bunny the bunny did an admirable job here. She did everything she was asked to do, and, and admirably. Uh, but Ty Conti is just one of the best things in the AEW Women's Division right now. I mean, yeah. she really is. She is, she is on fire. Conti overcame the odds with Bunny's heel work and. Trying to get people with canes and yeah, she got well. well. She took she took a kendo stick shot, didn't she? And kicked out. Yeah. Obviously, last week she she lost to the kendo stick shot. And this week, this week she uh, she managed to get involved and sort of equal the even the odds a bit. Um, with her blue eyebrows that she's got. Yeah, I mean, why not? Each to the rain, Yeah, but it was. I thought I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I love, I love, I'm really loving Ty Conti at the moment. So like you said, she's she's firmly become one of my favourites in in the AW Women's Division. Um, yeah, maybe maybe the, maybe the belt. Who knows? The sky's the limit. It's possible right now. It genuinely is. Um, again, sticking very briefly with um with the women's division on on the other end of the scale, the other end of the scale in terms of experience and in terms of like exposure, we have a, another little recap with Jade versus Red Velvet. Obviously, this is sort of simmering along. Um, they've done a really good job of like not rushing this. No, they're taking their time giving us the singles match that we're all expecting to get. Yeah, but at the same time, it is building it up. I'm yeah. not complaining. It's not dragging out or anything. So. I mean, I'm not checking my watch every week. Going, oh, when are we getting the show? <laughs> no, you know, it's, it's 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 whenever they're ready to give it to us, I'm, I'll be I'll be happy yeah, to, to watch like, it. It's not like oh come on, let's just get this over and done with. Like Red Velvet's improved a lot these. 
like when we actually see her do things. Yeah. Um, obviously, Jade's the new star, so we're just interested to see her, no matter what. Uh, yeah, and so then we've got the main event. So we have our trios match. We have Moxley and the Young Bucks versus Kenny um, and the Brothers. Well, Scalover goes, the main event is a trios match. And JR goes, for a different generation, a six-man tag. <laughs> JR, you don't need to say that, mate. <laughs> JR has no respect for Lucha Underground. <laughs> God damn him. I can imagine like JR watching Lucha Underground would just be like watching an old man get angrier and angrier for no reason. Um... <laughs> Anyway, I think we'll, we'll we'll skip over most of this match. I think because it was fine. It was a decent match. It, it was young bucks doing young bucks things. It was more of the storytelling than anything. It was like the last sort of four or five minutes is where the, where the yeah. money is. So uh, we get to a point where um, the young bucks. Well, it's it's basically Kenny and Matt Jackson, the legal men, and Kenny's just been battered. Basically, uh, the the good brothers on the outside dead. Um, I think Mox did Moxie take them out or something, or something happened. Uh, yeah. I can't even remember how they got to the outside. I think so. Moxley must have dove on them or something. So we've yeah. got Matt and Nick with Kenny in the ring. Kenny's sort of out of it. He's dazed. The books are looking for the BTE trigger, and Matt just can't do it. He just he can't bring himself to 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 V trigger his mate basically. And they made a really good point um, on commentary to sort of cover this the storyline. I think it was Excalibur said, obviously back when they fought last year, it was for the tag titles, and it meant something, and it was for a reason. So they were willing to to go, you know, do whatever it took. There's no there's no belt on the line here. There's no there's nothing to win. There's nothing to gain. If they hit their yeah. friend, they're just hitting their friend. You know, there's there's no it's not for the great good. There's no there's no glory. There's no there's no you know there's nothing. Yeah, uh, and they just can't bring themselves to do it. And so they, they they sort of try and they sort of try and get themselves into it. And they try try and go for it like two or three times, and they just they just haven't got they, they can't bring him in the heart to to sort of whack him in the face on the back of the head simultaneously. Um, and all the while, this is really good work from Mox, which I actually enjoyed Mox's character work in this more than I think the books. Mox is just going apoplectic on the apron, like he is fuck. He looks like a bomb about to go off. <laughs> and so yeah. eventually, after like the third attempt where they where they can't bring themselves to, to, to end the match, Moxley tags himself in, hits probably two of the most vertical paradigm shifts I have ever seen. K- K- Kenny's selling of the paradigm shift has always been absolutely fantastic, no yeah. matter what time of year it and is. In many ways, Kenny being paradigm shift is like shifted is like the one thread that's weaved all the way through the history of AEW. Like from the very first show when Moxie came in and did him in to the, the one table. through the, to the one through yeah. the table to the unsanctioned match. You know, it's it's been this like it's almost like the the, the the sort of undercurrent of the entire promotion is paradigm shifting Kenny Omega. Uh, so Moxie hits him with two, and they say they're basically like you know like they're almost pile drivers. Like they're that. Vertical. Yeah. He then locks him in the bulldog ch- in the in the in the, the rear naked choke. Sorry, um, for a little bit, and then he drops the choke. Kenny is Kenny's fucked. He is out of it. He is dead. Like he's not. I don't think he's even conscious at this point. No, he's just absolutely. Right. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure at one when he's getting held up for the paradigm shift, there's a while that he's just on his knees. Yeah. Like he cannot. The last the, the last up. the last time I saw Kenny this color was when he was in the brutalizer. I <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so then Moxie hooks him up for the third paradigm shift, and oh. the books 
super kick Moxley in his face. Aaron's frozen. He's that incensed. Apologies if there's a little blip there, guys. Um, Aaron's internet dropped out very briefly. He was that. <laughs> he was. He was that. Like horrified by what happened that his internet crashed. <laughs> the internet just shatters. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so the book super kick Moxley. Um, and then is it then do the Good Brothers come in and give him a magic killer straight away? Is that what happens after yes. this? Yeah, uh, the Good Brothers come in, and give him a magic killer, and then they just drape the the corpse of Kenny Omega over yeah. him for the like, pin. They they just go ah, Kenny's the world champ. We'll just drag his body over. Well, he's, he's the legal <laughs> man, isn't he? So you know he's got to he's got to make the pin technically. Um, uh, so Kenny wins. Well, Kenny and the Good Brothers win. Um, then they do they beat up Moxley a bit more. Uh, no, they don't beat him up more. I, th- I think they just because Kingston they... com- Kingston comes out, doesn't he? And gets magic killed. Ah, yeah, sorry, they stomp on him a little bit, and then Kingston comes out. Yeah, so and Kings then... gets Kings gets a magic kill on the outside. Uh, all the while, the books are sort of like they're sort of selling like a. Pardon me, they're sort of selling like a, oh shit, what have we done? Sort of. It's also like a confusion as well as like yeah, they're they, just like they look, they look conflicted. They look like yeah, and because like all throughout the match while they were fighting, like the commentators were saying, oh how they've been friends for like twelve years and they've travelled the world together and Kenny and the books and like Don Callis is on commentary obviously and he's giving it all that isn't he and and as soon as the books turn like Don Callis just starts cackling like like a <laughs> like a madman like it's his master plan has come to fruition. Um, as soon as that kick lands, and they do they kick do they kick Moxley again? I think they might kick him again after. Um, yeah, it's uh, the Good Brothers uh, hold Moxley up, and they both super kick him again. And then the show ends with so like the Good Brothers want the too sweet, don't they? And then it's Kenny that wants the too sweet. Yeah, and they 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 throw it up, and then Nick and Matt are like, no, no. So they just they they hug. Yeah. I, I, I don't I still don't think the Bucks are joining because they didn't too sweet. I think it's just uh like you're you are our like best friend, but we're not joining this <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, so we end we end with like Don Callis, the Bucks, Kenny and the Good Brothers all in the ring together. Cuddling. And yeah, that's 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 the end of the show. Like what? one big group cuddle. Moxley's dead, basically on the floor on the floor. And it was Matt Jackson that instigated the group hug as well. Yeah. Which was a bit weird, but yeah. Well, because obviously Matt was the one who Don Callis was sort of mind gaming last week, wasn't he? He was sort of like telling him to like, you know, go back to his old ways, go be the New Japan. Matt Jackson, go and be like, you know, the, the sort of the more, the ruthless, you know, more 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 sort yeah. of more assertive, more dominant young books. Yeah. It's not. It's not that. It's more of Matt's a more emotional invested one. Yeah. Just in general, the emotional wrestler terms. Matt Jackson's always been the guy. Nick's Nick, always Nick's been always, the Nick, Nick's always just, Nick always just does whatever matters. Like he's yeah. just like he'll just like go along with it basically. Only, so. Nick, Nick, Nick is basically just yeah, Matt. Hi. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So um, obviously we'll have to wait and see what this means for. For the main event scene, for the books, for Moxley, for Kenny, for Eddie Kingston, for the Good Brothers, you know, it's all it's all up in the air at the moment. Um, so we'll see how this all flutters down over the next few weeks. 
Um, yeah, so that's that's the show. Um, Aaron, do you want to give me your highs and lows, please, mate? Um, my, I think my high is going to be Conte versus the Bunny. I really enjoyed it. I've, as we said, we're both not really big fans of Ali and Impact or whatever. She was all right. She was never great. Yeah. Uh, so this match just made her look like a star, really, with Conte. And obviously Conte with four years. Like she's absolutely fan fucking fantastic. She's she's a she's a uh, she's a phenom almost, isn't she? Like how quickly she's yeah. taken to the pro wrestling. It's ridiculous. Uh, and my low. Um, is it really a low? You know, a lot of it was just fine. Like nothing yeah. was nothing was bad, but I think we, things we we have this issue every week. <laughs> um, I I think it's just gonna have to be Sting. Just being Sting, really. Yeah. Just coming out and doing a promo and cool. It happened. Well done. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have, for my high, I will have Darby versus JD Drake. I loved it. It was just a nice, really good clash of styles, as we said earlier. Um, I was really impressed by JD Drake and his sort of like brawling, hard hitting, you know, fuck you up offense. Really liked that. I thought the match was, the match had a great flow, told a good story, and it had a really good solid ending. Um, and for the low, I'm probably going to say the Mike Tyson bit probably was the bit I thought was. It's him running out. Well, we'd already yeah. had an inner circle bit, hadn't we? Obviously, they'd had their big moments, and then to drag Jericho back out and beat him up just for the sake of having Tyson come out. Yeah, felt a bit, it felt it felt a bit pointless. Um, yeah, like the, Tyson didn't need to be a part of Jericho's segment. It could have been something else easily. And it could have just been a quick backstage thing or whatever. Or yeah, like you could have just saw Tyson going into someone's dressing room and like not knowing who it was. Maybe I mean, and, like, build it out a bit. Well, I don't know. It's it, again. It's a, it's a it's a little thing. I, I mean, I'm I'm getting upset upset <laughs> about like about a, about a ninety second TV segment, which is not the be all and end all of, of you know it didn't. And it was it was it was fine. It just it just felt weird having like the inner circle come out, and made the big statements, and then like half an hour later we're interviewing Jericho again for some reason, just so he can get jobbed by um, the Pinnacle and dragged out into the ring. And it seemed a bit forced and a bit weird. Yeah, just so they could shake hands, really. But yeah, yeah it's happened now. It's done. Yeah, I mean, it didn't it didn't didn't upset me. But <laughs> you know, it just felt a bit odd. Um, right. So that is going to bring us to the end of the show. Um, Aaron, if you'd very like, very briefly like to tell the lovely people where they can find us on social media, especially on this bumper WrestleMania weekend. Well, if you're what, if you're feeling a bit lonely this weekend and you're watching WrestleMania, why don't you be a part of our live watch along and just speak to us in the comments and ask us questions and anything? We will be live on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. And we will be live on Twitch, I believe, at Untitled Dress Pod, where if you go to our Twitch, you is more mainly based on our game and stuff that we do together or on our own. It depends what day of the week it is. Tonight, we're having a games night a bit earlier than usual, about 8 o'clock is time of speaking before Mania happens. Um, if you use Untitled Dress Pod on Twitter, you can stay up to date with us on our podcast. We'll probably and, throw some polls up on there as well during um, the year. Yeah, we'll if throw people, some polls. You, you can do your predictions, sort of, you know, see who thinks going to win. Do your predictions with us because we've got hours. I haven't even thought of mine yet. But it's I have cool. the man, you know, I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you 
use Untitled Dress Pod on Discord, you can catch us on our server where we're a whole bunch of group of say about 15, 20 people, not even just wrestling fans, gaming, Marvel, obviously wrestling as well. But a lot of like small streamers on there as well who we sort of talk about like, you know, they stream. Yeah. Like, we had a chap on there who played um, golf with your friends with Dom Jolly the other day. So, you know, there, there you go. There's, there's some top content on there, there really is. There's a ma- there, it's quite a big group of different people, so it's not just wrestling. So there you go. Yeah, something for everyone. Uh, I'll also tell you, you can um, go to our sponsor. We are sponsored, proudly sponsored by Thatchface. You can head over to thatchface.com. They um, they are a beard produce, beard produce company. They have great beard oils. They have brushes. They have apparel. They have gift sets. Everything you need to keep your beard looking tip-top. You can use the code TROYXL85 at checkout to get yourself 20% off. And also, they're a cracking company because some of the, all of their proceeds, some of the proceeds for every sale go to testicular cancer charities to support uh, people dealing with that, which is wonderful. Um, so yeah, go and give them a, give them, give them a crack and uh, give them a go if you fancy some beard products. Uh, I would also very briefly promote my own business. <laughs> so that is topperbrewing.com. Aaron's drinking a can as we speak. Um, we have got topperbrewing.com. We have some great wrestling-themed beers. Um, We've got some new beers coming out all the time. Next can runs in a couple of weeks. Um, just keep an eye out for those. And yeah, pop an order in if you like your wrestling theme beer. Hit us up. Uh, right, that's going to do it for us. Hope you're having a wonderful WrestleMania weekend. Hope you enjoy the big night nights one and two because it's a two way it's a two night thing now. And with us as well. Yeah, and if you if you're feeling like a little lonely, if you want to just hang out and just you know if you if you can't have your mates around, obviously because of the, the way the world is, and you just want a bit of a, a bit of company, so want so you know see some human contact while you watch, you just want a bit of banter. Do have a little look at our at our live stream, see what you think, drop us some comments, have a little chat with us. We'll we'll, we'll reply to all the comments and sort of have a little conversation with you. And yeah, hope you have a good one. Enjoy yourselves, stay safe, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.